Welcome to the Fierce Fiduciary Podcast. This podcast focuses on financial planning and investment topics. Our goal is to help you make better financial decisions. We are fierce advocates of fiduciary advice. What does fiduciary mean? It means that anyone who advises you should always put your needs first. We hope you get some value from this episode. Thanks for listening. Standard housekeeping, anything on the Fierce Fiduciary Podcast should not be considered individual financial planning or investment advice. For that, we recommend you consult your own properly registered and licensed professional. Probably the most common question we get is, how do I start? Where do I begin? And that's a complicated answer because everybody's got a different idea of what they're even trying to start and what they're even trying to begin. You ask people, well, what is it you're trying to begin? Oh, I want to get started investing. I want to get my I want to get my mind around my financial situation. I want to plan for the future. Everybody's got a slightly different answer to that, but there's a couple of things that are pretty universal. Most people want to have more wealth in the future than they have today. Given the option, they would choose that. And most people, when they think about money, a lot of times they feel overwhelmed and stress and they're not really thrilled and happy about their situation. And most people actually would like the opposite of that. Most people would like to feel happier when they're thinking about their money. And interestingly enough, we ran across some research that was done at Morningstar and they did a couple studies and they found two conclusions that are really fascinating. One is this, people who plan farther into the future tend to accumulate more wealth. That was a major variable that made a huge difference in how much wealth people could accumulate over their lives. In fact, it showed that people who planned 20 years in advance ended up with more wealth than people who planned, say, a year in advance. And it was not a slight number. We're talking to like multiples more wealth because they simply planned ahead 20 years in advance. It makes a gigantic difference. So if you want to accumulate more wealth, you want to plan further ahead. And the second conclusion from this research was people who have a sense of control over their finances, regardless of their income, tend to be happier when thinking about their finances. So if you want to be wealthier, plan farther ahead. If you want to be happier related to your money, then do what you can to take more control over your financial situation. Now, does that mean you have to be an expert at everything? Absolutely not. So what we did is we thought, is there a way to devise a system to help someone get their mind around this idea of planning further ahead into the future and taking more control over their situation? And we think we've got something that will hopefully give you a framework for going through that as you deal with all your various financial priorities, whatever they may be. We can't tackle something as specific as what specific things should you prioritize with your money because we don't know you. But if we can give you a framework for figuring out what's most important to you and give you a framework for planning further into the future and taking more control of your situation, we think we can set you on a path to stack the deck in your favor. It's a four-step process. The first step is to articulate what matters to you, know where you're going, and be as specific as possible. Think as long-term as you can as possible, and most importantly, make sure it's meaningful to you. 
And the truth is here is that everybody has it's like dreams and goals, like uh, you know, and they can range from very broad to something very, very specific. And the, and the truth is, the more specific you can be about something that's really meaningful to you, the more likely it is you're going to be inspired. You're going to follow through because you're going to be dealing with your finances your whole life. So the goal here is how can we get you something that's so palpable, so specific, so emotionally connected that when you've got that little chore to do that you'd rather not do, like, I don't know, schedule an appointment to do something boring, seemingly boring, you have that reason why in the back of your head that's going to get you to go and follow through on that. So when you're thinking about things, places you're wanting to, things you want to accomplish in your financial financial world, usually you might want to have something that you're going to use that money for that's going to be more inspiring. So the goal shouldn't be like, I want to have a million dollars. Well, okay, whatever. What's that going to do for you? Think further. Think about that. I mean, some people will say, I'd like to travel when, I'm reti- when I retire. Okay, well, where? When? With whom? How often? What's that going to look like? In what what style do you want to do road trips or do you want to like travel in the lap of luxury on a private jet? You got to be specific. So number one is to really visualize where it is you're trying to go, where right. it is you're trying to go. Right. You also want to make sure you're thinking way out into the future. You might even consider setting goals that might be beyond what your life expectancy may be because there's a 50% chance you live longer than your life expectancy. That's what life expectancy is. It's, Half the people live longer, half the people don't make it. That's why that's the average. So what you want to do is you may want to set a goal that's actually beyond your life expectancy. That just kind of stretches things out a little longer term. But whatever you do, you want to make it meaningful to you. It's real easy to go online and see people uh, who are dream building because they think that the only way you can have a dream with your finances is to involve a Lamborghini, a private jet, a yacht, and a house in Tuscany, Italy. You may not want any of those things. It's, you got to think about something that's going to matter to you. And for some people, that's just as simple as their current lifestyle, only with way more dignity, meaning your house is very well, your, your house is in good repair. You have no stress over whether something breaks or not because you can just fix it. Maybe it's just simple as that. Maybe it's just having the freedom to see the people you love as often as you'd like to see them. Maybe that's enough for you, but everybody's going to be different. But whatever you do, when you come up with your destinations, whatever those are, goals, objectives, whatever you're going to call them that matters to you, it doesn't matter what you call them. What matters is it matters to you. So that's step one. Once you know that, you got to design your plan and you design your plan based on controllable actions and actions that have historically had a high probability of success. Yeah, so why do we want to focus on controllable behaviors? Well, as we said before, regardless of income, people who feel more control tend to be happier when regard, you know when they're thinking about their money. So you want to focus on controllables. It's more likely you're going to feel like you're winning when it's you're in control of things and you're focused on those types of things. The other thing you want to do is you want to focus on things that have a high probability of success. Now, people are like, oh, you can't predict the future. So how could you possibly know that you're going to have a high degree of success? You know, the, the history is not going to repeat itself exactly. So because the future is always going to be different than the past. So how can you possibly, you know, focus on something, quote, has a high probability of success? How do you really know? You know, history is going to rhyme. It's never going to repeat. We know this. We always say past performance is no indication of future results, for example, in the investing world. But there's a few things that are tough to argue with. 
So what we're talking about controllable behaviors, we're talking behaviors, not market returns, not the returns of some asset class. What's a behavior? Here's one. Make more money than you spend. You could also say spend more money than you make. You could also say pay yourself first, meaning fund your long-term goals first before you have your lifestyle. You could also say live on 80%. You could also say save 20% of your income and live on the rest. Whatever. Bottom line is you have to create the fuel for your dreams. And if money is required to fuel your dream, you're going to have to have a little extra after you've done paying your rent and feeding yourself and paying for your health insurance. Bottom line, if you spend more money than you make, you're not going to succeed. That's the foundational thing. Where do I start? Start by spending less money than you make. Well, I don't make enough money. Then make more money so that you make more than you spend. Make more money and then keep your lifestyle the same. However you need to slice it, no matter who you are, you have to get there if you're going to have a fuel to fund your future dreams. Now, granted, there are certain income levels where that's not there yet, but there you now you have your first goal. Get there. Other controllables. Once you have the fuel, put it towards your most strategic priorities, the things that matter most to you. You can't achieve a retirement without putting money towards that retirement. You can't have insurance without paying the premium for that insurance. So once you have the money and the resources and the time, put time, effort, and energy into your long-term strategic goals. That's going to increase the likelihood that you're going to achieve them. Totally controllable, high level of success. Along the way, you want to minimize waste or frictions. Sometimes people say there's things that erode at your ability to accumulate wealth over time. Those might be unnecessary taxes, unnecessary risks that you're taking that might trigger bad decisions on your part or unnecessary expenses that just eat away at things. So you want to just kind of avoid waste along the way. That's obviously important. Another one is that's completely controllable. Use the right tool for the job. What do I mean by that? If you have a short-term goal, use a short-term tool. If you have a long-term goal, use a tool that has done well over long periods of time, historically. So, for example, if you have a goal that you want to have a fund available for emergencies, you should probably have that money in a short-term type of tool like a savings account or a money market fund so that that money is readily available and stable when you need it. However, you would not put all your money in a savings account and expect to build wealth over time. You're more likely to do that by owning businesses, either your own or the businesses of other people through stock ownership or mutual funds that own stock and that kind of thing. Because over 20-year periods or more, historically speaking, stocks tend to outperform other categories. Businesses tend to grow. People that own businesses tend to have more wealth accumulation over long periods of time than people who do not own businesses. So you can own them directly by running your own business or you can own indirectly by owning stocks in various ways, shapes, or forms. Design your plan around controllable behaviors that historically have had a high probability of success. Well, if you think about it, try to be successful by taking the opposite approach. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to spend more money than I make. See how that works over 40 years. 
and I'm going to do things that are not within my control. I'm going to let the stock market dictate my success. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to uh, my I'm going to let my future depend on who's in control in Washington D.C. or what the Federal Reserve does, or that I, I my my future requires that X Y Z stock goes to the moon. That, that some sort of paradigm completely not in my control is is what my entire life's future depends on. Tell me that has a high degree of success. Probably not going to happen. The first step is to visualize where you're going. Second is design that plan. After you have that plan in hand, the third step is to take action towards your easiest, most impactful priorities. And that starts with priorities. Yeah, so you might have a list. Uh, you, know, you're, you get done with all your destinations. You might find you have a laundry list of things that either you've read about or that came to mind that you were thought, you know, that actually, that actually makes sense. I need to deal with my will, my trust, funding my kids' education, funding my retirement. How do I do fi- funding my retirement? Should I do a Roth? Should I not do a Roth? Should I do the Roth 401k? Should I, do, uh, should I do a traditional? How do I do all this stuff? Where do I begin? How do I do my asset allocation for my investing? Um, what about disability insurance and life insurance and long-term care insurance? And what are all these different things I got to deal with? Uh, it's overwhelming. And so the answer is, yeah, it can be really, really complicated. So you want to prioritize. A lot of us don't have all the resources we want to fund all those things right now. So you may have to make some tough choices and focus on things. So how, do we, how might you do that? Well, obviously, when we want to get started, we want to get as much momentum as possible. You want to get fast results, right? Most of us want fast results on our overall financial life. Well, as you look at all your various tasks that are on your priority list, and everybody's going to be a little bit different here. A suggestion we have is get a piece of paper and divide, draw a line right down the middle, vertically. And on the left-hand side of the page, if a project that you're going to focus on or a priority that you're trying to tackle, if it seems fairly easy to you or simple, put that on the left. If it seems crazy complicated or hard, put it on the right. And then... Try to get a list of the easy things and the hard things. Now let's focus on the easy side of things. Why? Because easier things get done. And if they get done, you get momentum, you get fast results like you're looking for. So within that easy list, try to find which one, in your opinion, has the most long-term impact on your life and the life of people you care about over the course of your entire lifetime. Not this week. Over the course of your lifetime, which one's going to be the biggest impact? For the, for the good, for the better. That's your number one priority. That's where you should focus all your energy right out of the gate. Now that you've found that first priority, take action. Something that you can do today, right now. Actions fall into two categories. It can be a simple task or it can be communicating with another person. Yep, exactly. I mean, it really distills down to stuff that's as easy as that. If you really take this elephant and break it into little teeny weeny bite-sized pieces, this is totally doable by most people. And this all goes to that sense of control. You can do a little task like go online or sign a piece of paper or look something up on the internet or read a book. You can do that. Most people can do something simple like that on their own. Now, do you have to do everything your own? No, none of us are going to be able to tackle this entire project effectively without involving other people. We're going to need help. Maybe you do all your investing on your own, but you know what you're going to need help out? You're going to need some advice over here in this other area of your finances. Or you're going to have to call up a customer service person. So that's why you have the second category of action. It's a bite-sized piece little action, or maybe you're communicating with another human, sending an email to someone, 
asking a question, finding an expert, asking friends for a referral to an expert they use. But no matter what you do, no matter how big the task is that you're trying to accomplish in your life, it doesn't even have to do with finances. If you break it into bite-sized pieces, you can do something that's really easy a thousand times. And if you do easy things a thousand times, you're going to get results. It's not going to be that hard for you to achieve your financial goals and plan further ahead. And if I don't know how to plan further ahead. Well, we've given you a structure for that, but maybe you need to find out from somebody who plans for a living to help you plan further ahead. But you can do it. You can totally do this. And this doesn't need to be overwhelming. It's just step by step by step. So just take a couple actions today on your highest priority and you'll get the ball moving forward. And that leads to step four. Repeat the process. Review where you're going. Make tweaks to your plan. Redesign your plan as life plays out and continue to take action. And you make a good point. Life's going to change along the way. So what do you do? You change your plan a little bit. That's okay. Life is uncertain, but you still need to plan as far out as you possibly can. You can always pivot. You can always change. But if you're not engaged in the process of constantly planning, the research shows you're not going to accumulate as much wealth. You got to think further ahead and you got to engage and take more control over your finances. Again, does that mean you have to do it all by yourself? No, you can totally be in control. The president of the United States is not totally in control of every single thing that gets done by the federal government. They are just the one that makes the call, that make the decision. They always ask for input when they have a tough thing that they're a tough decision they're making. They'll have advisors saying, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, what does the data show on this? Hey, you're an expert in this field. What do you think? And they get all this feedback from their experts, but they're still the one that makes the decision in the end. And that can be you. You might have your cabinet of trusted advisors. Maybe it's an attorney. Maybe it's an accountant. Maybe it's a financial planner or an investment manager. or Maybe it's a relative, but you're in control. It's not that you're developing control. You already have tons of control. You just need to exercise it. And as we've talked about in the beginning, the more control you feel you have, the happier you tend to feel in regards to your money. Yep. So plan as far ahead as possible, break everything into bite-sized pieces, and take control of the situation and make something happen today. That's how you stack the deck in your favor, and that's how you're going to win. Once again, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please share it with your friends. Please subscribe. Please like. Please comment. Please find us on social media. We are at Fierce Fiduciary. You can also Google Fierce Fiduciary Podcast and find us anywhere. Dan, you're at from Facebook. I'm on Facebook. At Dan Alberth. Dan.Alberth. And I am at Brian C. Beasley on most platforms. We also participate in some Facebook groups. If you're looking to have a deeper conversation there about various things, there's a group called Investing for Beginners. And then Dan and I host a group called Investing and Financial Planning that provides some educational and learning material. So once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.